Hey guys, welcome to the Liz Wheeler Show. I'm Liz Wheeler. So I'm on vacation this week. Maybe you guessed that from the, the same introduction that I gave yesterday. I'm on vacation this week, but because I'm on vacation, I wanted to have new content for you that was relevant and interesting and exciting. So I sat down and I did an interview with Billboard Chris. Yes, that's his full name. That is how his parents wrote his birth certificate. No, I, I jest. Billboard Chris you may have seen him on Twitter. You may have seen him on the news. What he does is he puts sandwich boards on his body, back and front, exactly like you would imagine. And he goes around to cities and events and hospitals and school boards around the country. And he challenges the transgender ideology. He challenges the fact that our society puts adolescents, young people, children even on puberty blocking medication if they are suffering from some kind of gender disorder. This guy's had 10,000 conversations with people across the country. He's been assaulted almost two dozen different times. And he's been arrested after he's been assaulted because he's challenging. He's challenging the transgender ideology. This conversation was fascinating. We talked about who exactly is behind this, this incredible push to target our nation's children with not only social transition, but hormonal transition and then surgical transition. We talked about that and uh, what he has faced. He quit his job to do this full time. And I think you are going to be fascinated by this interview. Here is Billboard Chris. I'm going to show you that in just a second. But first, I want to talk about Upside. Upside is a new sponsor on our show, one I'm delighted to have because we're all suffering from inflation. It's hitting us all where it hurts, whether it's at the gas pump, whether it's at your favorite restaurant. It's bad. It really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas or buys groceries or dines out, which means all of us. With every purchase, I'm actually earning cash back thanks to Upside. Upside is not too good to be true. I've used it. It works. To get started, all you have to do is download the free Upside app. You can use my promo code to get started, Liz5, and you will get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Here's how it works. After you download the app, then you claim an offer for whatever you're buying. You claim it on Upside. You just check in at the business. You pay, as usual, with a credit or debit card, and then you get paid. Now, in comparison to credit cards, rewards, or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. So download the free Upside app and use my promo code Liz5 to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. If you use my promo code Liz5, highly suggest that you download the, up, the free Upside app today. All right, with me now is a man who I don't recognize, actually, because I'm so used to seeing him sandwiched between billboards. It is Billboard Chris in the flesh. I know a lot of you guys watching today are familiar with Billboard Chris. For anybody who's not, this is the guy that travels all around the country outside of hospitals, outside of gender clinics, with sandwich boards to talk to people in person about gender ideology, about gender identity, and about the abuse that we're inflicting on our children in the name of, well, what's essentially queer theory. So Chris, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Liz. I'm ex super happy to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. We got a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. So I want to talk first, just this big picture zoomed out what you do. You travel all around the country, like I said, with these billboards. Tell me about this. How did you get into this? How did you get started? Um, where have you been? I know right now you just left Loudoun County. We can get to that a little bit later because that's a great story too. But tell me how this started. So in 
the summer of 2020, all throughout that year, I'd been learning about the harm coming to kids who are now wanting to switch their sex. And this is a phenomenon mostly affecting girls. And I have two little girls. My girls are 10 and 12 years old now. They were 8 and 10 when I started this campaign. But I got tired of all the crazy stuff going on in this world. And in England, a woman had put up a sign that said, I love J.K. Rowling, the Harry Potter author, because J.K. has spoken out about this stuff. And this was at the Edinburgh train station. And the next day, because some people on Twitter complained that it was hateful, they took it down. And I got tired of all this child abuse going on. I got tired of the assault on women's rights because I don't want to send my girls into a world that doesn't even know what a, women, what a woman is anymore. And I couldn't believe we couldn't even put up a poster that said I love J.K. Rowling. So I put up a big billboard in Vancouver that said the same thing. And it went viral. And a Vancouver politician, a woman named Sarah Kirby Young, said the next day that it was hate speech even though it's got a big red heart on it. And the sign company took it down. So that news went viral. <laughs> I leveraged all the outrage online into a little fundraising campaign, and I put up actual billboards in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Portland, all throughout Utah, Washington, D.C., and then Times Square. And then because I can't even put up a sign in Canada, none of the sign companies will work with me because I'm so hateful. I decided, well, they might not let me put up a billboard, so I'll just become a billboard, and that's what I did. And I had these signs made and I wear them and I know I look really silly, but I didn't have any other means to get the message out there about what is the greatest child abuse scandal in modern medicine history. So I go downtown Vancouver. I traveled all around Canada. When the borders opened up, I started coming into the States and I get so much support down here. I love it. So I just keep traveling around, hanging out on the street, wherever it's busy, having conversations so that parents can learn what's happening and protect their kids. How how do they react up in Canada? I want to talk about that first before we even get into the U.S. stuff. How do they react in Canada if the billboards companies won't work with you? They won't let you put up your messages on signs, even the ones with the red heart. Are, are Do they allow you to walk around with the sandwich boards? Yeah, I'm not breaking any laws at all. There's no such... It's not hate speech to say that children cannot consent to puberty blockers, which is the main message I normally have on my front sign. And so it has been crazy. I've been assaulted more than 20 times. I've had my arm broken. I was attacked by Antifa in Montreal. I was jumped by five or six people. And one guy kept swinging a large traffic cone at my face, trying to cave my face in, but I blocked it every time with my left forearm. But the base on those traffic cones is pretty thick, so one of those blows broke my arm. But I've been arrested a couple times in Vancouver, each time after getting assaulted. And I don't do anything. I just stand there peacefully. I wait for people to come up to me and they just start asking me questions. They'll say, what are puberty blockers? And I just have conversation after conversation. And I've probably been out on the streets for more than 2,000 hours. I've had probably 10,000 conversations to this point. And, you know, more than 90% of the population agrees with me because this really isn't that controversial. Even the Democrats agree with me. In the political class, the politicians are completely captured by these radical left-wing people in their party because if they dare to say anything against any of this agenda they'll be called a bigot and for a democrat politician to be called a bigot that's like death but the people on the street the voters the average person they all agree we shouldn't be sterilizing kids we shouldn't be cutting off the breasts of 13 year old girls and we shouldn't be hiding from parents what's going on in schools because it, it is the policy in school districts and entire states now to change the name of a child change their pronouns give them a new identity, and it's policy to hide this from the parents, as though parents are automatically a threat 
to their own child. This is outrageous. And these social transitions are leading to medical transitions. So when I was in Loudoun County last night speaking at the school board, this is what I brought up with them because they're refusing to follow Governor Youngkin's guidance to stop hiding this, these identity crises from parents. And so essentially I declared war on the Loudoun County School District and I'm gonna, on several trips, until they stop this, I'm going to stand outside on the street, down the street from schools, and I'm going to talk to parents so they can figure out what's going on. Wait, how are you able to speak at the Loudoun County School District board if you're not a resident of Loudoun County, Virginia? I signed a lease to become a resident. So I signed a one-month lease <laughs> with a mom who lives there. So yay, I'm Loudoun County's newest resident. Thank you for welcoming me from Canada. That's right. That's what Matt Walsh did at the Loudoun County at the Loudoun County School Board as well. Well, th this is very interesting. So first of all, go back to the assault. So you had your arm broken. Did, the, did these people that assaulted you, whether they're Antifa or just radical leftists, I mean, were they arrested? Were they thrown in jail? No. So I sent my footage because I recorded this and I have video of it. It's up on Twitter. But I recorded about the last half of this because I was jumped. I didn't even know these guys were coming until they were one feet away from me. I was instantly punched in the face, took a big shot to the back of the head. They ripped my signs off me. One guy stomped on my body cam in the middle of the street. A few of them fled the scene right away. I think they jumped into a car, but three of them remained. And so I wanted to get their images for police. So I pulled out my phone and I started filming them. So I filmed the last half of this attack and I sent that to, to the police and they reviewed CCTV footage that night. But then a month later, I got a call from the inspector and they were just starting the official investigation. And I said, you'd better hurry up because you're going to lose all this street footage because there's cameras everywhere. This was in Montreal. And I got another call a few weeks later. And guess what, Liz? They'd lost all the street footage. And they told me they couldn't do anything unless I got them the names of these attackers who were all masked and hooded up. So they don't want to investigate. For sure they could find out who these people are. Are you joking? They're obviously known to police. This is Antifa. They got all these crazy events. But they just don't want to investigate. And I've had other people get arrested after hitting me and they've thrown out the charges and I've been assaulted in front of about 20 police and I got arrested and charged with causing a disturbance simply for walking peacefully in a public square. It's it's unreal, except that we can see it before our very eyes happening. I mean, these conversations that you have with the people who aren't attacking you, whether these are these are just parents or people, it doesn't matter if they're on the left or the right. I mean, you must have had some crazy conversations. Yeah, I have the most insane conversations all the time. I was just at the American Academy of Pediatrics in Anaheim a few days ago, and a counter protest came out. And these people are insane. They just honestly believe that their girls are now boys or their boys are girls. They think it's fine to cut off the breasts of 13 and 14 year olds. They think it's fine to sterilize kids. They don't care that all of these boys who start on puberty blockers at a very young age will have no sexual function as an adult. And that's not me saying this. We have the president of the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, who is himself a trans woman, Marcy Bowers, who has declared that literally none of the boys who started on puberty blockers at what they call Tanner Stage 2, which is the beginning of puberty, none of them have had any sexual function as an adult. So this is just one component of this whole thing. But how can a 10-year-old who's starting puberty possibly consent to throwing away all of their sexual function as an adult? How can a woman, a girl, 10, 11, 12 years old, consent to not being able to bear children in the future. These are babies. Their prefrontal cortexes are still forming. This is what forms our logical thought. And they keep forming until they're about 25, but we expect 10 and 12 and 14 year olds to be able to make these lifelong medical decisions and become a lifelong medical patient 
We're sending teenage girls into menopause. They're cutting out the ovaries of, yes, sometimes girls and young women as young as 18 years old. And they call this gender affirming care. We're sending teenage girls into menopause and we, we're expected to call this love. This is totally insane. And currently there's 42,000 girls and young women on GoFundMe right now, raising money to get their breasts cut off for gender purposes. This has absolutely exploded. We have hundreds of thousands of kids in the United States of America and then all across the Western world who have come to believe that just because they don't conform to regressive sexist stereotypes, that they must actually be the opposite sex. So it's a big mess and we need to create massive amounts of awareness because this is a huge child abuse scandal. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you about ExpressVPN. I like ExpressVPN because it keeps my family and my information safe when I'm online. When you go online without a VPN service, your internet service provider can see every single website you visit. Everything you type into your search bar, your internet service provider records. It's super creepy. They then legally sell this information without your consent. They sell it to ad companies and tech giants who then use your own data to target you. So if you go online without ExpressVPN, well, if you will allow my analogy here, using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom with a door open. You want to keep your business private, and we want you to, too. When you use ExpressVPN, internet service providers cannot see your online activity because your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server, and your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. It's very easy to use if you're worried that this is too technologically savvy for you. Don't worry about it. All you have to do is fire up the app, click one button, and voila. It works on all your devices, phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. I like ExpressVPN because it keeps my family and our personal data and information safe when we are online. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash Liz today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Liz. And you can get an extra three months free, expressvpn.com slash Liz. So let me ask you about something that you said about the counter-protester outside the American Academy of Pediatrics in Anaheim, California. Mm-hmm. You said these people really believe that boys can be girls and girls can be boys. And this, this is like a very trippy concept for me, right? It's a very trippy concept to believe that someone else can look at reality and not see it for what it is. And I just wonder, are they deliberately lying to everyone, including themselves, because it helps them achieve their political agenda? Or have they been lied to so much that they start lying to themselves that they start believing the lies? Yeah, I see this as a cult that has permeated all of society. There are a lot of true believers out there. And the true foot soldiers of this movement, unbelievably so, are young women. It's mostly young, white, liberal women who are pushing this. I do not get hardly any pushback from the black or Hispanic communities. I went to a street fair with thousands of people in Oakland, California a few months ago. It was 95% black. I didn't have one problem from anybody there. It was just a few young liberal women who thought that I was the devil incarnate. But these people are heavily indoctrinated and they also don't know the facts about this. Most of these people do not believe that surgeries are being done on minors. But as we saw in the Boston Children's Hospital videos that I tweeted out, They admit to doing double mastectomies on 15-year-olds. We know that they do them on kids even younger than that. I have video from a Kaiser Permanente in Oakland, California, where the doctor there admits to cutting off the breasts of a 12-year-old girl, and they're castrating 16-year-old boys. People don't believe that these drugs and hormones are sterilizing kids, yet it's on the consent forms that they sign at these children's hospitals themselves. So there's just tons of misinformation out there being pushed by the left, 
This is a huge propaganda campaign funded with hundreds of millions of dollars. And just this last week, we saw Planned Parenthood put out a commercial where they're saying puberty blockers are safe. And the sales pitch is that it just buys time for these kids to explore their gender identity. And that sounds wonderful. This is just a sales pitch. The practice is that 98% of the time, we know this from gender clinic statistics themselves, the kids who start on puberty blockers are locked into this medical pathway. They then go on to the opposite sex's hormones, which are causing a whole host of other problems as well. For example, a girl on testosterone for four or five years has to get her uterus removed, whether she wants to or not, because testosterone causes vaginal and uterine atrophy. So these girls are going into menopause, which has another hundred side effects on its own. The puberty blocking drug, which is normally a drug called Lupron, this has never been approved for this purpose. It's being used off label. This is a drug that was approved for prostate cancer in men, endometriosis in women, but women can only go on it for six months because the side effects are so severe. And it's the same drug that's been given to pedophiles to chemically castrate them. But we don't do that anymore because it's deemed inhumane. Yet we give this to children for the entire duration of their puberty. Now, if we go back in time, and I'm sorry for rambling here, but if we go back decades, gender dysphoria, this intense loathing of one's biological sex, this used to affect just one out of about 50,000 kids, and mostly boys. And we know from academic studies that were done that 80 to 90% of the time, these boys just grew out of it when they went through puberty. The cure for gender dysphoria is puberty itself. We're now stopping the cure by giving these kids drugs which block puberty. And then we're making it even worse by giving them the opposite sex's hormones. And we're doing surgeries on kids. This is all irreparable damage. I met a young woman last night before the school board meeting in Loudoun County. She's 22 years old. She went to school there. Seven friends of hers all transitioned. Five of them have already detransitioned. But these girls have lost their breasts. They've lost their natural voices. They have deeper voices now. Who knows what other medical side effects have kicked in. But they're getting caught up in this craze. And for this girl, and for all of these girls, they all have mental health issues. Every single detransitioner I've ever spoken to, every single one has had some other comorbid factor going on. But these kids are getting sucked in through social media. And for this girl in particular, she was a fan of a band called My Chemical Romance. And apparently a ton of the fans of this band identifies trans. So she just got kind of sucked into this social craze. And this is the case for all these kids. It's kids who love anime, kids who are into art, and they go to this website called DeviantArt. Um, it's just exploding online. Tumblr, TikTok, Reddit, YouTube. Parents, you got to keep your kids off social media because it's particularly our girls who are being lured into this cult because they're being promised that the problems of girlhood are going to go away by transitioning to a man, but that's not how life works. First, I want to talk to you about Bambi. Now, I like Bambi, and I think you will too, because small business owners, have you ever had an issue with employee attendance? Have you ever had an employee altercation in the workplace? Have you ever been confused on how to handle a situation with an employee? Have you ever had employee performance issues? Have you ever stressed about navigating through HR compliance? Who among us hasn't? Well, the bad news is one complaint against your company can turn your whole world upside down. The good news is Bambi is here to help small business owners implement good HR practices. Bambi is an HR platform built for businesses just like yours. So you can automate 
the most important HR practices and get your own dedicated HR manager. Here's how it works. First, Bambi's HR autopilot automates your core policies. I'm talking workplace training, employee feedback. Then your dedicated HR manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance. These HR managers are available by phone, email, or real-time chat. Now, as you know, an in-house HR manager can cost up to $80,000 a year, pretty unaffordable for most small business owners. But with Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month. No hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. You run your business. Let Bambi run your HR. Go to Bambi.com slash Liz right now for your free HR audit. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Liz. Bambi.com slash Liz. So going around the country, having these conversations, using these sandwich boards, is this what you do for your full-time job now? Yeah, I quit my job. I was a financial advisor for most of my life. So I've taken the untraditional career arc and gone from investment advisor to sandwich board guy standing out on the street. But you know what? It's effective and <laughs> and it's working. And I knew if I just kept going out day after day and took all the abuse and all the assaults and whatever, that this would eventually grow into something. And here I am talking to you. So I must be doing something right. What it's incredibly effective, incredibly effective. Um, and I'm proud of you for doing this. It takes courage to do what you're doing, physical courage, but also moral courage. What's the most effective type of conversation that you have? What's the most effective fact or the most effective line that either shocks people that you're talking to or changes their minds? Sure. So honestly, this is really simple. People say, What are puberty blockers? I say, It's a drug given to kids when they want to change their sex, and it stops their bodies from going into puberty. And right away, nine times out of 10 people are just shocked because they can't believe that we're stopping the physical development of children. This is how a normal person thinks. When they hear this, they can't believe it. And then they find out the surgeries and everything are going on. I mean, they're just horrified, but no one knows how to fight this. But, you know, my message is the one of true body positivity. These leftists, think that they're trying to help a child to be who they really are. Really? By sterilizing them, by giving them the wrong sex hormones, by cutting up their body, that's helping them to be who they really are? This is nonsense. My message is that there's no right way to be a boy or a girl. If a girl wants to climb trees and play in the mud and hates wearing dresses and wants to have short hair, guess what? She is 100% beautiful girl. And everyone understands that. If a boy's more effeminate, so what? What's the big deal? There's no right way to be a boy or a girl. We are using stereotypes to determine what sex we are. And these leftists are pushing it to such a degree that they're saying an, a child should alter their body. And the number one objection they always have, and it's false, they say if we don't transition children, that they'll kill themselves. This is a despicable manipulation. It's not true. And if anything, the evidence points to the exact opposite. The transitioning children actually leads to higher suicidality, which of course is not surprising because we're messing with kids' bodies. And if we look back in time, you know, humans have been on this planet for about 200,000 years or so. Now, whether you believe in creation or you believe in evolution, if you believe in creation, this transgender movement says God created us wrong. Obviously, that makes no sense. If you believe in evolution, somehow these activists are saying that 200,000 years of the process of natural selection has failed. And during this very brief window in time, during this 10-year blip in human history, a pharmaceutical company is here to help our children be who they really are. 
nonsense. Pharmaceutical companies are here to make money. We need to get back to telling our children they are perfect and beautiful as they are. And we need to get rid of this entire movement that teaches stereotypes to find them. And by the way, half of these kids who are transitioning are on the autism spectrum. And this doesn't get talked about enough. We know this from gender clinics themselves. So this is coming for autistic kids. So anyone watching this, if your little boy or girl has autism, you need to be especially careful because these kids already feel like they're not fitting in. And then they get love bombed at school and they're told the reason they're not fitting in is because they're really trans and that they won't find true happiness until they medically transition. So the whole thing is just pure evil. And so I'm just trying to create awareness one person at a time. And thankfully, with people like you, Liz, we can now reach hundreds of thousands of people at a time. So thank you. It's so it's satanic. I don't know another word for it. It's demonic. Answer the question, though, if you would, that these people pose to you all the time when they ask, how do you fight back against this? You say people don't know what to do to fight against mm -hmm. it because they're worried about being labeled a bigot. But what can regular people do? So everyone can protect their own kids. I have two girls. They're 10 and 12 years old. They're right in that window where all these kids are getting affected. But I'm not worried about them at all because we've had lots of conversations about this. And when your kids know the truth, that's a shield for when these lies come and they're going to bounce off. My daughter just finished grade seven last year. And near the end of the year, the teacher taught this thing called the gender unicorn. And my daughter spoke up after he taught this thing. It's all nonsense. And she said, it seems to me that this is just a whole lot about stereotypes. And because she spoke up, it empowered the other kids in the class to speak up. And they all agreed with her and they said, yeah. So she's going to be a wonderful little advocate for the other girls who are struggling with this stuff in school. But honestly, we just need to have conversations as, as simple as that sounds. We just need to learn about this. We need to talk about it because when parents figure out what's going on, they aren't gonna stand for this because this is the most demonic thing going on in society today. And I'm not a religious guy, but if demons walked the earth today, this is what they'd be doing. So this is absolutely the most harmful thing we've ever seen in our lifetimes. And we just have to talk about it. We have to stop being afraid of being called a bigot and just stand up for our kids. Well, as a religious person myself, I'm a practicing Catholic, I'm a Christian, I can assure you that there are demons that walk the earth and this is what they're doing and we have to fight back against it. So you've mentioned Planned Parenthood, you mentioned Democrat politicians, you mentioned Big Pharma. Who's behind this push for this ideology? And I mean in like the very zoomed out big picture way, right? Sure. We can make a comparison and we can say, well, the, the Green New Deal um, or the Great Reset is pushed by the World Economic Forum and through the United Nations and the World Health Organization. You can look at um, you can look at almost any agenda and find where that agenda came from and then how it's being filtered into our institutions. But what is the origin or who's the backer of this? Yeah, it, we could talk about this for a long time, but going way back, there was a doctor named John Money who speculated. He actually experimented on a little boy who, whose circumcision went wrong and this device they use malfunctioned and burned off his little penis. So they raised this boy as a girl. And it's a long story, but this boy and his twin brother both ended up killing themselves as adults. But these, there were weird theories floating around in academia for a long time, Judith Butler, people like that. And then we've got these billionaires, a couple of them who identify as women. One is an heir to the Hyatt fortune, Jennifer Pritzker. Uh, his cousin is J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois. We've got Martin Rothblatt, founder of XM Series Radio, John Arcus of the Arcus Foundation. These were billionaires funding this stuff for a long time. 
But today it's some of these LGBTQ organizations and organizations like Planned Parenthood that are spending hundreds of millions of dollars pushing this propaganda. And I hesitate to call them an LGBT organization because this really has nothing to do with LGB anymore. I call them the TQ plus because they used to fight for gay rights. They won gay rights. And the people who warned of the slippery, of the slippery slope were right. And what's happening now is they had to keep their doors open. They had to keep the donations flowing. And now all of this goes towards this trans extremism and where these academic theories should have stayed in some obscure corner of academia. It's now being pushed through all of society. And guess what? When you teach a child that they have a gender identity that might differ from their sex, some of them are going to believe you and they then have to figure out what their gender identity is. And when all the teaching materials teach our kids that their gender identity is based on things like their personality, jobs, hobbies, likes, dislikes, roles and expectations. These are all sexist, regressive stereotypes. If you have a little tomboy who's struggling in life and hates puberty, and some of these kids have suffered trauma and sexual abuse, well, if a girl suffered sexual abuse, guess what? She's not loving being a girl right now. What happens to these girls? They want to reduce their femininity because that was the source of their problems. So for them, identifying as trans and becoming a male seems like a lifeline out of the source of their struggles. So there's all different reasons why these kids are presenting as trans. And today, when they go to see a therapist or they go to see these endocrinologists at the children's hospital, the practice is just to affirm them. It's called affirmation only or gender affirming care. What's the point of an endocrinologist going to school for 12 extra years to become this specialist when he just takes the word of a 10 year old who self diagnoses and walks into his office and just administers puberty blockers right away? These kids are getting puberty blocking drugs and testosterone on their first appointments. They're even getting testosterone over the phone. So it's totally nuts and we just have to put a stop to it. And I know it's a huge it's, deal. It's totally but each nuts. parent has to take responsibility for their own kids. If parent if parents do that, that will make the biggest difference in this agenda permeating our entire nation and whether or not we are successful in taking it down. Chris, you're on Twitter. I followed you. I follow you avidly on Twitter. I believe your handle is Billboard Chris. Uh, you can correct me if that if that is mistaken, but I encourage everyone, go follow Chris on Twitter, support his work. He is having, he said, 10,000 conversations with people. This is empowering people with information. This is giving people the armor they need to fight back against the gender identity, the trans ideology that is targeting our little girls and our little boys. Chris, thank you. Thank you so much for sitting down talking with me uh, today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Liz. I'll talk to you later. Thanks.